This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Remember when you have some time, folks. And maybe best when you do have that time, you can gather things together and settle back and listen to maybe multiple episodes of Kelly and Company. How? Via the Kelly and Company podcast. Simply subscribe using your favorite podcast platform and check out the show. Look, do a search for Kelly and Company AMI-audio. While you're in there, you'll see a lot of other podcasts. Some of them I'll run down for you very shortly, as a matter of fact. But I digress, folks. Remember, you can listen to the show in segment form, or you can listen to the complete Kelly & Company podcast experience where we even toss on an audio vanity card. That's the Kelly & Company podcast. Subscribe now. While you're in there, if you don't mind, give us a rating and review, will you? Kelly McDonald here with Ramya Muthan. Let's talk about some fun and great initiatives leading up to the National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. So the National Center for Truth and Reconciliation and the Royal Canadian Mint have unveiled a deeply symbolic keepsake. And we want to know exactly what this keepsake is and what the significance is behind it. So Alex Reeves, Senior Manager of Public Affairs at Royal Canadian Mint, joins us now for all the details. Alex, thank you for making some time for Kelly and Company. Well, thanks for inviting me. Really looking forward to uh, discussing exactly what this keepsake is. So can we start off with a bit of a description, you know, for Kelly and I who are uh, um, very excited to know what it looks like. What is what is it? For sure. Uh, I'll start with what it isn't, actually. Okay. Uh, that might help. Uh, it's not a coin, so... Uh, Let's right. can, uh, there's um, there's no uh, there's no effigy of the queen on one side and a design on the other, or a denomination or anything like that. It's really uh, what we would technically call a medallion. Um, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's meant to be uh, commemorative, but it doesn't work as a coin or currency. Uh, so we have uh, complete liberty to design both sides with. Uh, the imagery that we choose, and uh, uh, this keepsake is, is definitely rich in imagery on, on both sides. Uh, if I can start, yeah, we would love a description of the imagery. Um, just one more follow up is how big is the medallion? Uh, it's about the same width as a two dollars circulation coin. Okay. So it's it's quite it's quite sizable. It's bigger than like an ordinary pin, let's say. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's a nice size and it's uh, it's prominent and shows well uh, and it's wearable also. The uh, uh, it has a steel core so it's magnetic and we sell it with a magnet uh, so that you can you can uh, you can stick it on uh, your clothing or a cap or something like that and uh, and show whichever side you prefer. So it's. Uh, it's wearable and versatile. Okay. So, so there are two sides to this thing. Um, I'll start with the simplest one, um, and it's um, it's actually uh, the colored side of the coin. Uh, there is a uh, central image um, uh, of a kind of an array of orange hands uh, uh, organized like the rays of of the sun, essentially, and inside. Is the um, 
is the uh, the Everlasting Flame logo, the National Center for Truth and Reconciliation. Uh, so the hands symbolize the uh, the sun and its life giving energy. Uh, on top of that image in the center is inscribed "Every Child Matters," "Chaque Enfant Compte," so bilingual. And those legends and the design are, are surrounded by uh, by footprints of. Uh, uh, of children and adults, and uh, it represents uh, it represents the uh, uh, people walking with their ancestors. Mm-hmm. So the an- ancestral connection is is very important, and the continuum, the continuity of of the generations. So that is one side, and on the other, we have a collaboration between three different artists, and it's the first time we've done this. Give. Uh, giving the, the canvas of, uh, of uh, one side of a coin to three different artists to, uh, uh, to create a, a combined design. And the purpose of that was to make sure that uh, the identity of First Nations, uh, the Inuit, and the Métis Nation were represented equally on the coin. Uh, all, all of those uh, communities have been affected by the the residential day and boarding school experience. Uh, they live with that legacy still, and it's an opportunity for them, an opportunity for them to to illustrate uh, in their own voice uh, what uh, what what their communities represent in in this context. Wow. I can wow. go into the description of each one of these. It's a bit lengthy, but I can do it if you'd like. Well, before we get to the the uh, specifics on this, I do want to ask you the, you know, the significant because it seems like there's so much that went into it, you know, the imagery, um, the sentiment, the collaboration, the messaging, uh, you know, down to not just the the visuals, but down to like everyone who was involved in putting this together. So, can you talk a little bit about that as well? Just why it's important that it was done this way through these collaborations? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I think the simple answer uh, to that is is um, is to act out of respect uh, for the communities, um, and we uh, we had had a desire to do something uh, that would benefit um, uh, Indigenous communities in the context of uh, of of the uh, of the sort of the orange shirt day, every child matters, uh, and truth and reconciliation as a whole. How can we, you know, how could the mint be involved in that? And, and we do have, you know, a, a unique role by by producing coins and uh, and things like medals and medallions uh, that no one else uh, has the ability to do in Canada, certainly right. not within government. And um, uh, so we decided to leverage that and um, and create something that could be sold uh, at retail. It's, it's very reasonably priced at nine ninety five, and uh, all the net proceeds from the sale of each keepsake goes to um, uh, the Nami uh, Kunimak, uh Community Foundation uh, of the uh, National Center for Truth and Reconciliation to support. Uh, commemoration projects uh, and knowledge sharing and, and uh, preserving the memory of the experience. So, so we we had this idea, but 
there, there was no way that we were going to, to set out and say, this is how we're going to do it and, and set off in our own direction without consulting the yeah, very for yeah. sure. communities that are re- represented here. Uh, it's, it's not our story. It's their story. Yeah. And so how did you guys do was, that to decide on with the artists and, and those conversations, Alex? Yeah. Well, we, we called up the, uh, the National Center for, for Truth and Reconciliation and, uh, and told them what we wanted to do. And uh, we also said we wanted to hear from the survivors themselves and to hear what their experiences uh, were like and how they would like to see uh, the subject uh, depicted uh, and communicated. So, so we worked in, in close collaboration with the National Center uh, uh, for, uh, for Truth and Reconciliation and, and what's called the, sur- the Survivors Circle. And um, uh, it was a really eye-opening journey for us, uh, very moving um, and, and extremely uh, revealing. And uh, it allowed us to, to just hear what they had to say. We we're just there to listen, and, and they appreciated that. And uh, we're, we're very glad that we took the correct approach in hindsight. <laughs> that was always our intent. Uh, and then we worked with them to select some artists, uh, some of which we'd worked with before. Uh, Jason Sikwak, who, uh, who uh, took care of the Inuit component of the design, had done a, a coin for us a few years ago. And, uh, and they came up with some, some very, uh, very moving, uh, evocative designs on the coin. But, you know, we worked with, uh, with those stakeholders and artists not just to, to create a medallion, but to tell the story. Uh, uh, the, the medallion is, is packaged in a folder uh, that talks about uh, the, the residential school experience uh, that uh, points even uh, people to uh, the residential school's crisis hotline uh, on the back of it. Um, so all of the content that you find either in the packaging or on the Mint's website was all done in close collaboration with the National uh, Center for Truth and Reconciliation and the, and the Survivor's Circle. So we walked this path together, uh, every inch of it, and, uh, and we're, uh, we're very pleased that we were able to, to, uh, to come out with, you know, to end up with a, with a finished product within, within a year. Uh, we, were, we were prepared to work to their timetable give them the time they needed to, to work everything out and to, uh, to share their, uh, their feedback. And uh, we're, we're thrilled that we're able to get, uh, get this done uh, in, in under one year. And, and here we are just before National Truth and Reconciliation Day mm-hmm. with this, uh, this beautiful keepsake that, will, that can, you know, Canadians can wear as a sign of support or inspire others to find out more oh, about wow. reconciliation, the, the residential school experience. What an incredible medallion. Alex, how do we get our hands on it, please? Well, the Mint uh, is selling it directly uh, online and at its boutiques. Um, There is a handy URL uh, that is specific to this product. It's www.mint.ca slash capital T, capital R. And that will bring you directly to the the product page. Uh, Dealers, uh, coin dealers around the country will also uh, carry some. And uh, participating Canada Post outlets also uh, have uh, have the keepsake. 
Oh boy, that's great. Good luck, Alex, with it. And I love the, well, we love what you guys have done in, in talking to everyone and getting the viewpoint and expressing it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we appreciate the feedback. Thank you very much. Alex Reeves is the Senior Manager of Public Affairs at the Royal Canadian Mint, talking to us about the National Centre for Truth and Reconciliation and the Royal Canadian Mint's symbolic keepsake. In the next hour on our parenting segment, Lucia Belafonte will lead a discussion with us around memories, experiences, and suggestions on organization. And on our book club, we'll review Restigouche, the long run of the wild, uh, wild River, and we'll have Greg David, who recommended the book. Up next, though... Medicine Hat, Alberta, is moving to electronic bus fare in October. Community reporter Tony Feimark has all those details for us in two minutes. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.